Yes, Night Shifters, he is back. It's that time of the week where we talk about science. Sometimes we talk about things that go bump in the night. But today, our minds are about to be expanded once again with the incredible knowledge of Dr. Carl Krizanicki, author of many, many books, including Dr. Carl's little book on climate change science. He's with us now, first time for 2023. Dr. Carl, come on down. Ahoy, Dr. Luke. Lovely to be with you again. <laughs> Lovely to be with you. How was your break? Did you go anywhere? Did you do anything? Um, my daughter came from overseas to visit us, so I, I only spent half a day at a music festival instead of like three or four days. It was basically home, family, and family, 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 and it was just so much fun. Well, that's fantastic. Well, it's lovely to be back. And something in the news recently has prompted me to pick your brains over. Mm -hmm. Teachers around the world, not just in Australia, but teachers right around the world have got their backs to the wall trying to cope with this new technology, which is, it's an artificial intelligence called Chat G B. T. As I said, it's an artificial intelligence, and basically, it's a it's a program that students are using all over the world, and they're using this technology to write essays and do exams for them. Now, my understanding is that some very lazy journalists are also using this technology when they can't come up with content for an article that their editor has told them to write. So they speak into this, this chat GBT online and it writes things for you. Now, can you explain how this works? And the teachers, as I say, not just here in Australia, but all around the world are now being taught to try and look out for essays and assignments that are using this technology. Yeah, so it's basically text prediction on steroids. Uh, the first incarnation of this was back in the 1960s. Really? Yeah, with a computer program called ELISA, which was programmed to kind of act like a very simple psychotherapist. And all that the program would do would be to take whatever you said and then turn it into a question. So you'd say, mm. oh, I was a bit sad over Christmas. My car engine blew up on a holiday. And I said, Oh, why were you sad? And so it would just go. It, it wasn't very deep. Mm. Then the next stage, it took a few decades, was Siri and Alexa, which is predictive text, mm -hmm. and that's auto-completing, and it uses a combination of a dictionary and a moderate volume of text, not a lot, mm. to train itself as to what would be when you're typing the next letter or the word. Yes. Then the third stage is Chat GPT, generative. Uh, for G, P for programming, T for text. We've been through iterations one and two, and now we're currently running on GPT-3, and that'll be upgraded in the next few days to four. And it has much more powerful computers. It searches not just what you've written, but what anybody has written anywhere in the internet, but maybe six months behind, so it's not quite up to date with current affairs. Um, and to do that takes a huge amount of computing power. They're running at a cost of $100 million a month. Wow. They've been going for one and a half months. They're, not, they're giving it out for free, give it a go, and they're 
got so far a billion from Microsoft, and Microsoft is saying, well, we want to give you another 10 billion. And they're saying, yeah, well, let's just talk about it a bit. So there's a few ethical issues here. So one is, should the writers whose work was plagiarised yes. you know, to train it, should they be compensated for the use of their work? Wow, I'm not even going to go there. Number two, um, somebody did a naughty thing. Um, there's an online mental health counselling service which um, provides people with access, not to mental health counsellors, but to somebody who has had the same problem that they have. You know, like they might say, I, I have really non-specific anxiety in the mornings mm. and I'll put them in contact with somebody. Mm. And in this case, it put them in contact with ChatGPT and did not tell them that they were not talking to people, but rather than to a computer. And that could have given them some bad advice and God knows. Number three... It can be easily used to st to you know, sway the democratic process via lobbying. So back in 2016 in the USA, um, Trump got re-elected. How? The Russian Internet Research Agency, RIRA, had a multi-million dollar budget and hundreds of employees, and they just did social media like crazy. Mm. Chat GPT can do it so much easier and quicker. And then we've got, in 2018, the US Federal Communications Commission asked for submissions on the topic of net neutrality, which means if you send information about the weather or a love letter, they each get treated with the same degree of importance. At least one million of the submissions came from AIs. Isn't so, yeah, yeah, so it's really changing. Now, I actually got to do an AI about you. Okay. What? What? Yeah, yeah, you're famous now. So I said, write a limerick yes. about Luke Boner. And here's what it said. There was once a host named Luke Boner whose Triple M show was a hit. No persona. He talked of sports and more. His jokes were such a score. Listening to him was never a boner. And then I said, give me a haiku about Luke Boner. You know, haiku is a Japanese verse, three lines, yes. five syllables in the first one, then seven in the second line. Five and a third. Uh -huh. Okay. Luke Boner on air. Triple M show a hit. He shares sport and laughs galore. Now, let me just do Luke Boner in, in the style of Shakespeare. Okay. Now, this is live, folks. This is Dr. Yeah, Carl talking into GPT, yeah. chat GPT, and this is what it comes up with when you talk into it. Go. Okay, it's thinking. Oh, oh my God. We've, I think we've given it something too hard. I'll type in Luke Boner Triple M to remind it where you come from. Okay. Uh, okay, it's not liking that. Wow. Hang on. Uh, hit the think button. I'm going to put in Luke Boner. D-E-S-C-R-I-B-E, uh, Luke Boner. Um, triple M, T-R-I-P-L-E-M. Yeah. Uh, let's see if it likes that any better. No. Uh, oh, I, I think I'm, you, I think you might have broken it. I've broken <laughs> it. You, you see, you tried, you tried Shakespeare and it knows oh, that no, I... No, here it goes. Uh, okay, we're, give, we're getting a sonnet uh, and it's in A-B, A-B form. So the first... The, the the rhyming in, in each of the bunch of four lines, the uh, first and third and the second and the fourth rhyme. Oh, Luke Boner, host of Triple M, thy voice doth fill the ears of all. 
with sports and laughter mixed in harmony, that's rhyming with them, thy listeners' hearts doth rise and fall. Thy wit and humour doth enthrall. And so it goes on and on and on. Wherever they get the sport thing from, I must do a, a lot of sport. Oh, that's the other thing. It makes mistakes. And it doesn't care. And it does it with 100% confidence. So in my case, it's said that I've got a PhD in physics. I do not. My doctor is a medical doctor, MBBS, not a PhD. So it makes mistakes and it doesn't give a damn and it does it just perfectly confidently. Isn't this amazing, folks? You pay. How much does it cost? Or, but that's the free. At the moment, it's totally free. Because, because there are other ones. There's uh, Right Sonic and uh, uh, Pseudo Right and other ones that are about $10 a month, I think. They give you 30,000 words I was reading. But this one is free at the moment because they're trying to hook people in. Yeah. Try before you buy. Well, a friend of mine in Boston who is visiting uh, at the beginning of December said, write an email to Dr. Carl, whom you haven't spoken to in a while. You want to be friendly and ask if he has time to do a podcast on quantum computing. So that's on my shirt loads of science podcast. And I wrote an email, Dr. Carl, I hope this email finds you well. It's been a while since we last spoke and I wanted to reach out to you to see how you're going. And she thought, yeah, that's nice. Now write one that's a bit more friendly. And it did that. And then, so you can then tune it to say, write to Luke Boner, but he's a bit senior to you and write with a bit more respect yes. or less respect or insulting or, or whatever, and it will do it. And where it's been especially useful for some people is in writing business letters. Mm. And there'll be so many business letters coming through to corporations that they will then reply with their AI and the two AIs will talk to each other, and we don't really need us in the middle at all. All you're really trying to do is just get the gas cylinder that didn't have enough carbon dioxide and refilled to full. Yeah, you know what? It's just dawned on me because I get uh, press releases and, and letters from PR people every day. You can imagine, you know, trying to see if I'm interested in d doing something on air for their product or their, their topic. And you can tell that the person writing it actually really does not know me. And I reckon it's this. It, it, well, it's been around only since the beginning of December, but people are using it like crazy. A million people came online in the first month and it's just climbing through the roof. Oh, it's called ChatGPT. Is that correct? It's it's an yeah. artificial intelligence and it, they're going to keep fine-tuning it and fine-tuning it and lazy journalists, I think, hopefully will get caught out, but children kids are using it and university students are using it to write essays and assignments yeah well i asked it to write a limerick about a potato shortage in australia you know the weather's yeah. been bad and we've got a bit of a shortage of potatoes the prices are going up and it wrote a five-word limerick in australia one day it was clear potatoes were in short supply my dear mm. prices rose like a tide with no spuds to be fried it caused quite a bit of a tear. Dr. Carl, thank you so much. Dr. Luke, thank you.